Well, thanks for tuning in. This is Matt Santos of the Mile High Show. You're listening to, I don't know what episode this is. Let's try 223. Um, And it should come as no surprise to anybody who knows me or who's listening to this. Uh, I, I'm a complete idiot. Now, I rec- my bird agrees. He's, he's chirping in the background there. I recorded this episode about a week ago. And we rushed out to do it, uh, Matt Henshaw and I, uh, Matt Henshaw of the uh, Real Film Nerds podcast, to beat the Oscar deadline because the Oscars took place this past Sunday. So we recorded at Mark's Beer Garden on Thursday night. So you'll hear a lot of uh, noise in the background, uh, some folks enjoying uh, some food and beverage and some great music by uh, by Marco Donnelly, who was playing there that night. Um, we just wanted to talk movies and Oscars. Now, in reality, it was just an excuse to get together with Matt Hinshaw. Uh, great friend of the show, friend of mine. We haven't sat and talked for a while because of our work schedules, and they've been very hectic and and uh, he's a real film nerd, thus the name of the, the podcast that he hosts, Real Film Nerds, where you can also hear him every Monday morning on the Lisa Lasapel Dando show on Magic 99 here in Prescott, Arizona. And online, he reposts the, the clips that he does there. He goes in every Monday to talk about the movies he's seen and other pop culture stuff uh, from the week before. So he is featured there every Monday which is a lot of fun to listen to, so check it out. It's one time when you can hear Matt talk for uh, for 10 minutes without without swearing, which, you know what, I think there's one in here. I, I haven't got rid of it yet. I don't even remember where it is. Um, we'll see. I don't remember. I don't know. I haven't even posted it. I haven't even edited it together yet. But anyway, this was a reason for me and Matt to get together because we haven't seen each other in a long time. So... Uh, we talked movies that he has seen, and quite frankly, I haven't seen any of the uh, Oscar t- contenders, still haven't, uh, so it's more of Matt telling you his thoughts on the movies, and then we, we go off on some tangents like we normally do, but I wanted to get it done so you could hear his picks for the Oscars before the Oscars. Now, then I went to work Friday morning, and I've basically been at work since, some 16 and, and longer hour days. Uh, it's been really hectic. So, you know what? I didn't get it posted, but, you know, who cares? So you're going to listen to his picks, and you're going to find out that he was actually pretty close, especially on his best uh, picture guess. So sit back and enjoy my conversation from Mark's Beer Garden with Matt Hinshaw of The Real Film Nerds. And don't forget, depending on when you're listening to this, this is, uh, uh, I'm recording this intro on February 12th, tomorrow night, February 13th, and the second Thursday of every month, we are hosting a mixed open mic night at Plaza Bowl in Prescott, Arizona. The address there is, it's over by Thumb Butte, not the bowling alley in Prescott Valley that is uh, more frequently attended by the public out here. This is Plaza Bowl, 127 Plaza Drive in Prescott, Arizona, the second Thursday of every month, uh, all radio-friendly, 
radio and family-friendly content, comedy, music, storytelling, whatever you want to do. Starts at 7, sign up at 6.30, runs a couple hours. It is a lot of fun. We basically take over that lounge. 21 and under, okay, as long as you got a parent or guardian. They've got some great food and drink specials for us while we're there, and it's a lot of fun. Come over, tell a joke or two, sing a song, do a dance. We don't care. Whatever you want to do to highlight your talent, have a good time doing it. We are also doing... A one-time event. We're hoping to turn it into a every couple of months, quarterly, or maybe every month. It depends on how, how the crowd turns out in Chino Valley on February 22nd. That will be taking place at El Parizo. I don't know how to say it. Just show up. The flyer's there at milehighshow.com. The link to our social media. It's all over Facebook and our Instagram accounts. It is El Parizo Mixed Open Mic, February 22nd. It's a Saturday and an early show. We're starting it at 5 o'clock sign-ups, 5.30 showtime. Uh, same thing, family-friendly. All ages are welcome. Food and drink specials going on. A free show. All of these are free shows. So come on in. Do whatever your talent, your you want to highlight your talent, or just sit back and enjoy the show. It's going to be a lot of fun. El Parizo February 22nd on a Saturday, starting at 5.30. And then the second Thursday of every month at Plaza Bowl in Prescott. All of these are free. All of these are family-friendly. So show up, have a good time, and sit back and enjoy my conversation with the not-so-family-friendly Matt Hinshaw of The Real Film Nerds, recorded at Mark's Beer Garden. sitting at the, the the far end of the bar together the only two guys sitting here and we have to sit super close so we can hear each other ah, this is cozy that's mark o'donnelly playing in the background at mark's beer garden so we're gonna have a podcast over at park plaza liquor and uh their wait was long and their 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 uh, staff was busy, so we came over to Mark's Beer Garden. They're becoming way, way, way too popular. Yeah. Is it recording? I didn't yeah. see my thing flick. Okay. Yeah, it is. Oscar weekend. I got the, the, the film boy himself, Matt Hinshaw. Plug away. The podcast, the real, website, real, everything. Real film, ner- film nerds. Film yeah. nerds. Film nerds. Film nerds. Real. Is that your <laughs> echo chamber? <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying here. Jesus. Don't hate me. All right. Where can folks find real you? Realfilmnerds.com. At realfilmnerds on the Instagrams, the Twitters, the Facebooks, yeah. all the social medias, the usual places. If you need a photographer, call uh, Matt Santos, MSP Photography, because nope. uh, I'm done. I'm, I'm retired. I'm retired, too. I'm retired. Now, we're sitting at a bar. I have not had a drop of alcohol since October, early October, with the whole intention of, well, you know, Maddie knows, my sleep patterns are way out of whack. And uh, I'm just waking up every day drained. And we were at uh, Raven. You're literally the only person I've met in my entire life that sleeps worse than Uh, me. And I'm really bad. We were at Raven for one of the, I think, the September Thursday Night Spectacular, which happens the third Thursday of every month. 
where you can hear uh, musicians like you hear in the background here. Mark O'Donnelly pops in every once in a while. Hosted by uh, Dan Seaman. Poet, bon vivant, musician, jack of all entertainment and wordsmith trades, Mr. Dan Seaman. But um, it was that September show. I think, yeah, the third weekend in September. I had uh, like half a beer and woke up feeling like garbage. Sure, wasn't the October one? Was it October? Yeah, yeah, it was I think the October, it was the October one. Because I, I remember it being right around uh, my birthday. Well, so. I'll tell you what. Eh, it doesn't matter. You don't have to look. No, I want to know because. Oh, hell. I, I know the exact date. I just woke up feeling like garbage. So I figured out. I, I thought what I thought is I thought I was getting sick. I'm going the wrong way. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Yeah, October seventeenth. Yeah, because it was and I thought it was, I was right get, before Mike came out. I thought I was getting sick, so I said, "You know what? I'm not going to drink for a couple. I don't want. Not, I wouldn't drink a lot, but I just didn't. I figured because when I'm going to get sick, I go hard down where I can't. I'm, I'm like stuck in bed, lose my voice, stuck in bed for two or three weeks. When it gets bad, it gets bad, and I thought I was getting sick, and I didn't get sick. I don't even think it was a beer. I think it was a uh, cider. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. It's but still the so, same alcohol content. So like a week goes by and I still felt bad. I figured I'll give it another week, and then another week, and then another week. I figured with trying to get more sleep, guzzling herbal tea like crazy, uh, not eating a bunch of garbage, not having any alcohol, no drinks at all for months. I figured in a couple weeks I'm going to start feeling better. Feeling better. I am feeling worse as time goes by and sleeping worse. How many pots of coffee are you drinking a I day? cut way back. I'm down to, well, I got big cups, but le- like half a pot. What I'll do, this is what I do. I make a pot, and then I, when I leave, there's usually about a half of a pot left, and I leave that, and then the next day, depending on weather. Oh, thank oh, you. Oh, look, food's here. Yes. Oh, damn it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm so complicated. I know. I was just telling Jimmy, you special order at fast food. so. Hell yeah, you know I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I make those, them earn their damn minimum wage since it's so high now. They're <laughs> almost making what I make. Jesus. They make more than I make. Yeah. This- <laughs> but they got to wear, you know, paper hats and get up in the morning. So <laughs> So anyway, so um, I... I it's, I've just been feeling like garbage, just tired and drained, and I'm not sleeping well. I don't know what it is, and I'm feeling so achy. I think, I think that uh, I should just get some of that Jameson cold brew, like a fifth of that. I want to try that. It looks tasty. It looks really the, the good. The coffee-flavored one. What's yeah. that one that you got at your house that I got at Liquor Barn and Chino? It's it's like a stout. It's the no, cask. but what is it? I forget what it was called. It was really it was good. Like, it was called like cask. Cask mates, like yeah, C A S K M A T E S, and then because I'm not gonna put the microphone down, that sound is my chips. Salt He's got an vinegar. oversized bottle of regular Jameson over here. You can just have that with a straw. Yeah, they're good chips. <laughs> 
What's that? He's asking us if it's between us. No way. He don't, don't get to touch. He doesn't get to touch my food. No, I don't like him at all. Hey, it's Mark on TV. Yeah. And Garrick will be back up soon. Yeah. Garrick, that long-haired hippie. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, Maddie. So, yes, this is Oscar weekend. You are the the resident film nerd and uh, and uh, movie buff and movie historian in my group of friends. Anyway, make sure to turn in, tune into uh, Lee's Alive on Magic ninety nine point one every Monday. I'm on between eight thirty and nine fifteen. It depends yeah. if she has other guests or not. Yeah, doing your movie review uh, this this week. You did a Super Bowl review. Yeah, we talked a little bit about the Super Bowl, and then we talked, talked about, about a movie. The, uh, yeah, the filthy, filthy things that were running through your mind with low camera angles. I listened. It was delightful. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could tell the joke here. I just wasn't going to tell it on the radio. And radio I told friendly. What are you talking about? I told Lisa, well, it's not that bad. Um, I said that uh, um, I've seen uh, naked people with more clothing on than uh, Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> so I, I was like, yeah, maybe it's a little bit much. Yeah. All right, let's start. We'll start with, uh, with oh, thanks. I was looking for napkins. We'll start with... What would you uh, like to know, gonna, sir? Am gonna, I going to watch the Oscars on Sunday? Uh, initially, I was going to say no, but I'm probably going to now just because uh, they're not having a host again. Thank you. They're not doing a host? No, they're not doing a host again, so this is two years in a row with no host. And so I'm interested to see how that goes. How did it go last year? Did you watch it? Yeah, it went well. And that's why I watched last year, because normally I don't watch it because I don't honestly care. Yeah, I, I like to see who wins, but I don't need to watch a four and a half hour long show to see who wins. So, what do you, you typically just like get to go online later or in the yeah I hit wherever, it the next day and, yeah, and, and just see look the list. Who won. Yeah. yeah, so this year I think I'll probably watch it because I know Lisa will probably want to talk about it. Okay, so but uh, well, let's back up a little bit. We'll get into media. You watched the Super Bowl? I did not. What was your uh, take? I watched parts of the Super Bowl. I was racing around town going to three different Super Bowl parties, so that yeah. was interesting. I didn't go to any because I you're, you're I, I don't have any friends and nobody invited me over. So we watched. Uh, we ate pizza at Aroma Pizza in Chino Valley and watched for about ten minutes, and uh, then I went home and cried. That seems like alone. a good time to me. I all alone. I, I probably should have just gone to one because, uh, as my new girlfriend said, I'm too nice and can't tell people no. So new girlfriend. He did not put uh, the uh, air quotes during that because this is actually she a does human. Exist. I proved this is it to act- you. Actually, a human woman that uh, that Matt is uh, Matt is dating. Stacy is her name. Yeah, it's outer, and, and she always uh, keeps calling me and texting me every day. Hey, the check bounced again. The check <laughs> bounced again, and I'm like, "Well, sorry. you realized what you just called your girlfriend, right?" I, well, she just came over for you, that one night. You realize well, only to you prove just that gave it, me you know. another five minutes. <laughs> oh, at, at, at least, at least. I mean, just tag it onto the other forty-five <laughs> you did last time. God. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to have a chat with her and let her know what you just called her. <laughs> well, what's funny is you think that we hang out and text and know each other. I just hired her for that one night. Just She was just a normal person. Name was made up. Everything was made up. That was not a normal person. <laughs> anyway, so what did you think of so what mean. you did see? It was good. 
Yeah. It was okay. I'm not a huge football guy. When we were watching, so. when, when we caught part of it, we, we went out with a, with a friend of mine to eat. Well, I'm just shocked because isn't Sandra a 49ers fan? Yeah, kind of. But, um, I mean, we, I haven't seen a pro game in years. I was telling Stockmar, I saw Steve Stockmar a couple weeks ago, and uh, we were talking about the Super Bowl. He was asking if I was going to go somewhere and watch it. And I told him the last time I saw a Super Bowl was probably the last time I saw a professional football game. And that was when he had us all over at uh, Wild Wings before, long before he moved. Yeah, that like was Probably fun. six years ago. Well, because he used to throw like yeah. some of the most fun Super Bowl parties I've ever been to. Steve, yeah. Steve always had a good Super Bowl party. But the last couple of years he was in town, he was, you know, yeah. issues, things like that, and just decided to go to Buffalo Wild Wings. That would be easier. He didn't have to clean it up. For anybody listening, Steve Stockmar was the former uh, sports editor, and then for a while, wasn't he city editor? Yeah, he did at city editor for Daily a couple Daily Courier years, here in Prescott at the local paper. She's looking at you funny. Uh, get in line. <laughs> get in line. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> now she's throwing silverware. No. Um, so uh, uh, I, I got a chance to see him. He lives down in the valley now in Phoenix area, and uh, and uh, so we were chatting the other day. That you know what? Let me. T- I'm going to talk about that show a little bit. He came down to see me do some stand up at the Lounge in Phoenix, which is a regular Wednesday night show. That is typically a good mix of uh, of some good feature acts and some of the Phoenix comedy royalty and uh, uh, some good folks that I know. And I've been trying to get on that show for a little bit. And the booker, Matt Broom, hit me up and said, hey, I got a spot if you want to come on a couple weeks ago. And I couldn't. So he let me come on the following week, which was last week. And uh, then I saw the lineup and it was just jam packed with headliners and real strong features and national touring guys and uh out of the 13 14 of us on the on the list i i I was like the only one who isn't a club regular and i was way intimidated man i did all right it was you still got to go up though and you went up last did you go up last like you second to the last but no, nah, I, I was just you no. He, he, he left long before I went. Well, he was he had only, to get his daughter. Yeah, yeah. He was only up there for a couple, about an hour, and he got got there a little before the show, so he left soon after it started. But yeah, that was a uh, that was definitely not my best outing, but it was fun. I was glad, you know, you know, I was on the show with some real heavy hitters, so but it was fun. So um, did not watch the game, but when we uh, did catch part of that of the Super Bowl, it was like. Uh, Chiefs were up, I think, like 17 to 10 or something like that. It was like a set. It wasn't even close. I think that close. was the second half, yeah. No, that was, a, that was a, before halftime. Oh, okay. Because then the Niners came back and took the lead. Yeah, I saw back. this later on the, on the highlights. But then the Chiefs came back with their comeback and won it. But, they, yeah, the Niners had a strong third. Oh, yeah, the Niners, the, the, it was a good game. Overall, it was Didn't a good game. It was not a blowout. I was afraid it was going to be a blowout. Yeah. Really high scoring, just not fun game. And it, was, it wasn't. It was at yeah. least close, which makes for a good game. Nice. And, I, and I won one of my pools, so I got a little bit of money. Okay, so dinner tonight is on The Real Film Nerds. Sponsored by The Real Film Nerds podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk films. Popcorn and $2 drink refills at Harkins. Because they raised the damn thing another 50 cents. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Well, that, that brings up my first round of questions. How many movies have you seen this year? 
Oh, dude, you want to go there? Yep. Oh, not, okay. not, Hold on. And I'm not talking theater. I'm talking overall because I know oh, I you know. do some uh, some older films, some that are online. I gotta I gotta look it up because I use an Pull app. It it's called uh, Letterboxd. If anybody wants to follow me on there, it's uh, pretty sweet. You can track all your films. It's like a social media for film, but it's more like for tracking and writing reviews and yeah. stuff. Uh, and so anytime I watch a film, even if it's uh, Netflix or on TV and I've seen it a hundred times, I tracked it in Letterboxd because I was honestly interested to see how many movies I'd really watch. So we're talking, Can you? how can you break it up? Can you break it down from January to December? Yeah, they okay. did tell you the whole year. And so I just got to try and find it. <laughs> you you asked me this, and now, now I can't remember the number. We were talking about this right around the first of the year. Ah, here it is. All right, see. And no, don't say it yet. Think the pa- the power of uh, reviewing. Okay. So right. this is this was my guess when you asked me. How many do you think? How many do you think? Well, we already went through this, so I'm just going to give you how I came up with my number, and I don't remember what my number was, but I think I was within like 20 or 30 when I did guess. When I figured 52 weeks a year, yep. you see on average at the theater one to two a week. At the theater, yeah, it's been toned down to one a week. Well, for the theater, but then but yeah. then there are certain times with the uh, work you do with the because uh, you work your your nine to five or uh, Monday through Friday, but then nights and weekends, uh, various times of the year, as the Northern Arizona Suns G League basketball team photographer and the Rattlers of the Arena Football. I get real busy. Yeah. yeah. So there are weekends when you're on the road or when you are uh, when you're shooting games. So you know. I think uh, depending on time of the year, it goes from two at a theater to one and a half per. So that's uh, 52, 75 at the theater, 80 at the theater. I'm just rounding up. 80 at the theater. You don't do like I do when I'm locked into a computer. I, I kind of veg half of my mind by streaming movies or watch them on my tablet or phone while I edit and stuff. And I know you listen to a lot of things. I usually listen to podcasts or music. Yeah, yeah. so I think I, I in that point when you're on the computer, you're not necessarily watching movies like I do. And that's usually the only time I do watch movies yeah. is when I'm sitting there. So I'm going to say another one and a half of streaming, you know, YouTube, Netflix, whatever your Amazon so that would put us up from 80 to another one and a half, another eight, say, say 160. And then let's take into some bad weather or trips down to your folks or your sisters, wherever. You might catch a couple down that way. I'm going to say, and I don't remember what my other guess was, I'm going to say in a 52-week year, 205 movies. And you're actually high by almost 100. No. Yep, according to Letterbox, and like I said, I did track yeah. over the year of 2019. I did 133 films, <laughs> which is 285 hours. <laughs> I think when I guessed before, I think I was under by. I think about you were 20. under, yeah. Which is why, since I knew I was under, why I was kind of going higher this go around. That's still a grip load of movies, so. As you but review, that's what I watch. Instead yeah. of watching TV when I'm home, yeah. instead of watching news, granted I used to watch a lot of news, but I put on a movie. Yeah. Or if a movie's on, 
I'll watch the movie, even if yeah. I've seen it a hundred times. It's just what I like. So you're uh, you're a hundred and how many? One hundred and thirty-three. One thirty for so twenty nineteen. Yeah, hundred and thirty. Out of those, how many were first run, like theater? Oh, I have no idea. Probably, I at least half, if not more. Have you seen all the best picture contenders? Yes. And Mike and I have reviewed most of them. Not all of them, but most of them as they came out. So give me, uh, I don't know, do you have the list memorized or do you know what they are? Well, I can pull it out of my head, but I know all of them. We're just going to concentrate. Because I looked it up. Yeah, we're just going to concentrate on the on the best picture category. What do you What do you got? What are the What are the categories? I mean, what are the Excuse me. What are the nominees? And before I was even doing the podcast and super crazy into the films, I still tried to make it a point every year to see at minimum the best picture nominees every year. This year, that's a lot. There were nine. But like I said, I saw most of them as they came out. Okay. So here's here's the order. Ford versus Ferrari. And, and I haven't seen any of them. The so Irishman. we're both going to make our predictions. The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite. I believe that's all of them. Okay. Now, I'll start it off this way. What I want to win, what I would really like to see win, but I know oh, no, it. No, no, we're going to go a little different route. Okay. All okay, right. so you got those. We got those listed. Yeah. Switch gear. Now you're gonna, you, you're, we're going to ask for your opinion on the quality of the movies and how they entertained and various things. We're going to switch gears. Your pulled pork sandwich. Since you, they can hear us chewing. Sorry, it's your, good. Your pulled pork sandwich. Give me a rating on that. What do you, you rate in uh, what? Reels. Reels. Five? I go, yeah, one to five. Yeah, we don't do zeros. And we do have half reels, so. Okay. How many reels for the sandwich? I'll go with, uh, I haven't finished it, though, but I'll, I'll go with a good three and a half reels. It's a good sandwich. I got the burger here at Mark's Beer Garden where we're sitting. I got the German style, which is a full grain, whole grain mustard. Some sauerkraut, the burger, which I haven't even gotten to yet, and a bun of some kind that's incredible. I'm going, and I'm only going to do this because there is always room for improvement, and I know they do a ton of better food, of, of good food here. I'm going to go four and three quarter reel, four and a half reels. Four and a half, because there's no three quarters. I'm going to go four and a half because I've only eaten the top bun. And the mustard and the uh, and the garnish, the relish, whatever it is, a, a kraut, it is incredibly good. So I'm waiting to get to that burger part, but it's really good. So the food situation at Mark's Beer Garden is worth coming down for. So check that out now. The uh, what is the favored movie in the general the general media, general public's eye? What's the favorite? Well, I would say probably the Joker because it has 11 nominations. Gotcha. Is it a good movie? Yeah. Is it movie of the year for me? No. Yeah. Do so I have it on Blu-ray? Yes. So you think, do you think the Joker's going to pull it? Well. Or is that just a fan favorite? No. 
The Academy is tough to read. Yeah. It, uh, I, I had this discussion the other day, and um, they were getting offended with this discussion, but it's true. The majority of the Academy Awards are old white men. And one of the films that is Best Picture nominee is Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is very nostalgic. It is yeah. Hollywood in the 60s and 70s. Cars and... Their wheelhouse they love for the that Academy. stuff, yeah. But they, they haven't been real kind to Tarantino award-wise, have they? Has he gotten any Best Pictures? I think he's gotten a couple... I know he's gotten the Best Picture nominations. I don't no, know if I don't he's ever he's won. won anything. They, I don't. Not, I can't he, recall if he's won. He's almost. It's kind of like when there's a really good action film or a real good comedy. They're usually not in the. It, they usually don't win because it's. They're almost viewed not serious. And as great a filmmaker as Tarantino is, they don't seem. You know, his 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 movies are very entertaining. So that that's almost a strike against him sometimes. And I don't. You know, I don't. Well, I don't know that he's wanted it. The other factor when it comes to Joker is Joker is a superhero movie. Yes, and they don't nominate superhero movies, let alone yeah. vote for one. But Joker they'll get things is, like cinematography. You know, uh, yeah. they'll give action and um, uh, CGI special CGI, effects. Stuff special like effects that. is what I was thinking. Yeah, sound mixing all day long. Yeah. but they'll never give a best picture, best actor, best actress. Uh, supporting ever, ever for a comic book movie. Yeah. And Joker it has nominations in all those. Nice. All of them. Now, um, that's why I say I don't know if Joker's going to get it or not. It yeah. might. But I think I think personally it's probably going to be Once Upon a Time in really? Hollywood. Interesting. Is what the economy, Academy's going to go for. What I would like to see win is Parasite. Parasite was phenomenal. But there is no way in hell that movie is going to win. Is that the it foreign is, language one? Yeah, it's a South Korean, Korean film. Korean, yeah. Yeah, it's a South Korean film. It is amazing. It bends so many genres. The story is absolutely yeah. incredible. Um, but what I would like to win, since I know Parasite's not going to, is 1917. Yeah. I think 1917, for me, was my movie of the year. 1917 is just incredible. It is a movie... You have to see in the theaters. Nice. You do not want to watch it at home. I mean, you can, but it does not have the same feel in that movie. Did they run that uh, IMAX as well? I think. Yeah. Didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's just, it is just amazing. the The technical achievements, the acting, the cinematography, it's out of this world. And it's, that's your your personal favorite. Yeah. yeah for yeah. for the win. Yeah. Cool. I loved yeah. Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit was really, really I, good. That's one that I really wanted to see, and I'll probably check it out. It's out at now another time. on yeah. uh, streaming. I think I have yeah. to buy it or rent it, but it's but, out now. Yeah, it's a neat, it's a neat concept. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, Taika Waititi. I love Taika Waititi. He's doing. He's one of the most groundbreaking directors yeah. right now. I mean, he he just killed it with Thor Ragnarok. Incredible. He's going to be directing. A Marvel Cinematic movie from here until the day he dies, or yeah. until he says no, because he just blends so much. Yeah. And, but then he has this range to do stuff that he wants to do, like Jojo Rabbit. He wrote yeah. and directed Jojo Rabbit. It's and well, played it's Hitler. based didn't on he, a book. Didn't he also play Hitler? Yes, and he plays Hitler. <laughs> and it is not a real Hitler. It is his yeah. imaginary friend, the main character's imaginary friend. So he's a quirky, goofy, screwball Hitler, and it works. Hitler doesn't tend to uh, to uh, 
get the the <laughs> the entertainment value that that he should. Obviously, you got Schindler's List, very yeah, deep, well. dark film. But I mean, I don't know. Have you ever seen To Be or Not to Be? <laughs> no, I have not. No. <laughs> it's a great film. Yeah, <laughs> To Be or Not to Be was a, an old Jack Benny movie, very old. And then uh, Mel Brooks made it, remade it. I want to say in the eighties, and it was really funny. Very funny movie about it. I do a, love my Mel Brooks, man. The the basis of it is a is a uh, theater group during Hitler's power in Germany and what they they went through. It's hilarious, and of course the ultimate in Hitler comedy, in my opinion, is the producers. Yeah, uh, yeah. springtime for Hitler. <laughs> yeah, another Brooks. Well, Jojo Rabbit rivals this. Yeah. You, you'll you like it. You'll like it. You need to see it. It's good. All right. Let's go back to Parasite. You said was the uh, was your uh, My personal, your personal I favorite. I really give liked it. I would love to see it win, but I don't think it's going it. to win. I don't know anything well, about it other than that it was foreign language. It. It's hard to talk about it without ruining it. We did review now it we, in the pod. No, everything's been out long enough that I'm not worried about spoilers. Well, Parasite is now on Blu-ray, so you can rent it. Again, I loved it so much I actually went out and bought the Blu-ray. But it's basically um, a social class struggle movie about a family that literally is folding delivery pizza boxes to try and make money to live. And it's not like a young family, like the kids are probably teenagers, maybe college age. I think they're college age. They're young adults, parents, and they're living in a basement apartment that is absolute squalor to say the least i mean people like drunk people literally pee and the pee runs into their apartment and stuff (laughs) and they find a way in to take advantage of an upper class family and eventually the whole family works for this upper class family doing everything and it's interesting because it shows you know there's not really villains in this movie it's just a rich family where they're trying to do the best they can to take care of their family and a poor family where they're trying to do the best they can to take care of their family. And then there's a huge surprise about three quarters of the way through that turns the entire movie on its head. Interesting. Now my, my thoughts when I first heard about it, just hearing the name was that it, uh, it was some type of a horror movie dealing with, uh, De- dealing with some sort of that's virus exactly, or bug. <laughs> that's exactly what Mike said. <laughs> when I said, dude, you need to go watch this. We need yeah. to review this. Because they put it back in the theater. We didn't even get it here. It came out in November of last year. We didn't even get it in Prescott. Yeah. So, so when they... When, uh, Harkins, God bless Harkins. Harkins puts all the best picture nominations in the theater... Even in our Harkins here, and you can go watch them. Nice. And that's what I did. They only have like two showings of each one a day, but you can go and see them. And Parasite was one of them, so that is how I was able to go see it. I'm chewing. You were supposed to talk longer. Oh, sorry. No, but no. you think movie, the, uh, movies, 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 movies. <laughs> you think the uh, foreign language aspect's going to hurt it? Yeah, being. Um, Again, I hate to say it's all old so, so the white be- people. The best that, movie nobody but, ever saw. Yeah, it's going to be all. It's a hundred percent subtitled all right. the way through. It's all Korean actors. It's Korean director. It's just 
and they did a really good job. I'm not saying it just because, you know, nice. I like the movie. Yes, I love the story. The story is the shining star of that movie. Yeah. But the acting was fantastic. Even the child actors that are in it. There's a couple child actors. They do very well. Yeah. Cool. What else is on there? What do you think? Ford gonna, versus Ferrari. I really th- like that, that movie. That I really wanted to see, and I'll probably watch it once it hits the streaming that, services. That was a good one to see in the theaters because the, yeah. the sound mixing was amazing on that. Yeah. Amazing. Cinematography, again, really, really good. Um, I saw Little Women. A lot of people really, really, really like Little Women. I'm not a huge fan of the story to begin with. I think it's kind of dated. So how many, It was a nice twist on it. How many versions of that have been made over the years? That's got to be the I saw most- this the other day. I saw this the other day. There have been five versions in film. That's all? Film. Yeah, that's film. I, I thought it would have been a lot more. In TV, there's like 30. Yeah. And contrary to popular opinion, it is not a female midget wrestling film that I thought it was. So I was really bored Little when women, I saw it in high wrestling. school. Yeah. When I saw it in high school, I, I was very bored. I was very disappointed. He has way worse jokes than me, folks. <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Give me, since I haven't seen any of these, I, I, I know it a little is, bit about what it is, but not all. It was touted before it came out as a the telling of the Charles Manson murders. It deals with the Charles Manson family and the Charles Manson yeah. murders, but not really. It's like a really. side story. It, yeah, it's more about Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. Leonardo DiCaprio is a Western television actor slash movie actor. I don't think he's in movies till later on in the film. I don't think he did before, but mostly television. And Brad Pitt is his stuntman. Stunt double, yeah. And he also happens to be his driver and his best friend. And so they hang out all the time because Leonardo DiCaprio's character is a drunk. Can't drive, isn't allowed to drive. So Brad Pitt (laughs) goes to his house, picks him up and drives him around and takes him to stuff and all that. And Brad Pitt, out of the two, was way better than Leonardo DiCaprio. Really? DiCaprio did great, but Brad Pitt knocked it out of the park. And it's just kind of like a buddy hanging out movie. Yeah. And different things happen. It's really long, really long. Yeah. But it was a good film. It's not my favorite Tarantino film, not at all. But it is a decent film if you have the time. I mean, it's almost three hours long. It's two hours and 40 minutes or something. Which is like the first half of The Irishman. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Irishman, man, that's another one. You know, it was a good film. What was film. your take on that? Yeah. I liked it. it. I think it's a good film, but I mean, my brother in law literally has watched it 11 times. He watched it three times in the first day it came out. This is an almost three hour long movie. That's nine hours in one day of watching one movie. <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. It's a great film. It's a it's a I've totally it, different take on the gangster film. I've heard it described as uh, Goodfellas at the Retirement Center. Yeah, it's Goodfellas, <laughs> but it's more realistic Goodfellas. Yeah. And it's uh, uh, De Niro's character is basically telling this story in Fla- his in a retirement of, home. A series of flashbacks right. dealing with the uh, Jimmy Hoffa time frame right. and all that. Yeah, Right, because he was basically Jimmy Hoffa's right-hand man at one point, De Niro's character yeah. in this film. And it's all these things that went on around it. And it's him telling someone, which we know as the guy that wrote the book that's I Paint Houses that the film is based off of. Yeah. And it's interpreted as De Niro's telling this author this story before he writes the book. At least that's how I interpreted it. And it's a different take. It's interesting. I think it's more realistic. 
Casino's over the top. Goodfellas is over yeah. the top. My favorite Scorsese film is a toss-up. I really love The Departed, and I really love Goodfellas, and this movie is the exact opposite of both of those. Really? It is what very was your, What was your running subdued. time? Dude, it's honestly almost three hours. Three hours, yeah. It's like 250-something. What did that? Now, they, they uh, used some techniques to uh, turn I back watched, the time clock. Yeah, I watched the behind-the-scenes on this. They actually developed a system with yeah. six different cameras that they used to shoot it, and then they went in and digitally de-aged did everyone. That, did that distract you at all? Or? Oh, yeah. The de-aging works well at some points. Sometimes it doesn't work well at all. Would you have rather seen it them just casting younger guys to play the parts like... Uh, what comes to mind is what was the Space Cowboys? You remember that movie? Yeah, they, Where they just, just had different, different actors. actors. I, I don't think that would have been a bad thing, but I don't know if it would have made it better or not because I mean it's still some of the best actors of our day: Pesci, yeah. De Niro, and Pacino. I mean they're amazing. Yeah, it's a little goofy when uh, there's one scene in particular where De Niro is beating the <laughs> out of a guy. Oh, I just sweared. Sorry. Man, what are we here? Hold on, hold Write on. Write that down. Thirty-five, twelve. Okay, filthy, so, filthy mouth, Matt Hinshaw. So De Niro is beating the poop out of a guy. The poo, poop. You, you could say Dookie, Dookie. <laughs> poop. I'm going with poop <laughs> because you can get that plosive p. <laughs> poop. <laughs> anyway, so, and he's supposed to be probably in his 40s, maybe his his early 50s, maybe. But it straight up looks like an 85-year-old man beating up a guy because yeah. the it's him acting. Yeah. But the CGI makes him look younger. It does not. It does not work. Doesn't work well. Not with for you. me. Were you able to just kind of get lost in it though? At most oh, yeah. points. Okay. Yeah. And so yeah. it was. It was believable. It wasn't it probably, horrible. I've it, seen a lot worse. It probably would have maybe even been more distracting if because De Niro's face is so iconic Pesci yeah. is if they had a different actor playing him at this stage in their careers you yeah. know yeah you just get confused late 70s early 80s yeah. when they're not as as entrenched in our history you know you swap an actor like that but right now with them being so on the forefront of pop culture and films and everything else it might have been distracting to have another face well, in that character I mean especially Pesci I mean they pulled him out of he it took a while of Scorsese convincing him to yeah. come out of retirement to do this film, but he did it. Yeah, I would love to see him win, you know, the Academy, but he's up against his uh, um, uh, co-star. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know if that'll happen or not. He's up against uh, Al Pacino, nice. and then there's a lot of other people in supporting that are very good. Yeah. So interesting. We'll interesting. see. Okay, so your your pick for you would be Parasite. Yeah, but, but that's I also your, no, but that's your your favorite. Your. I would like to see Parasite, but I I like 1917 as well. I, I, if I had to pick one, I'd probably go 1917. I'm not saying which one do you think will do. I'm saying if you, if, it's up to you to decide. Matt yeah, Henshaw if, if gets it was to me decide. 100%, I'd go Parasite just gotcha. because okay. it was so so unique. But your prediction so would be my prediction is Once Upon a Time. Once Upon a Time. Yeah. Gotcha. Once Upon a Time or Joker. I think Once Upon a Time has it though. Yeah. Over nice. Joker, it'll be interesting. I think there's there's a lot there's a big field in it and a lot of strong contenders. That's nice. That's nice. Now, oh, another one. I watched it just the other day on another Netflix film. Was a uh, Marriage Story. I don't know that one. 
I don't know any of these. I, I don't I've recommend heard of most it. Of I, these. I don't. I don't recommend it at all. It's not a bad movie. It's actually pretty one well of the done. Uh, contenders. Yes, I. Uh, I think it's for best picture. Yeah, it has to be for best picture. Um, it's another film that has Scarlett Johansson. She is uh, double because she's in uh, Jojo Rabbit. Why don't you recommend it? It's depressing. It's called Marriage Story, but it should be called Divorce Story because it's horrible. It's so rough. It's so rough to watch. Well, with his drinking problem and all his other issues, we don't encourage him to watch depressing movies anyway. Well, and I own firearms. Yeah. <laughs> what have you done? Do, do you have anything squirreled away that your mom can find, you know, for when you go? Because I've really got my eye on that lens, that 2.8. So, Which one? I got two. No, the, you know, the one, the, the 24 The 24 to 70? Yeah. All right. I'll, okay. I'll leave it to you. Let her know. Let her know. No problem. And then go watch that movie three or four times. Because I got well, to shoot next week that I really need that lens for. But I'm not, I'm not married, so it doesn't, you know. <laughs> wow. Well, at least we know why he's friends with me, to use me for my lens. <laughs> friends is a strong word. Friends is a Fair strong enough. word. Acquaintances. <laughs> <laughs> um, podcast hosts, when all your other friends don't like you and want to talk to you. I don't have any friends. Well, yeah, your son doesn't two, even like you. My, no, he's the only one that does. But, you know, he's 10 years old, still lives with his parents. What does he know? You leaving, Jimmy? Oh, come here, Jimmy. What do you got? This is going out, like, tonight or tomorrow. So Jim, Jim Sobo, frequent host of this show. Is standing here. No, right here. What's the show coming up? Plug, plug the plug the show here. Uh, February twenty first, which is a Friday, with uh, Tommy Anderson and no, uh, oh dear God, see this is what the poster's right there. Is it? Okay. <laughs> Man, Rosemary Tracy. Oh yeah, they, they were they on the last one when uh, a few a few ago, yeah. Or was she with Pat? It was like, I think like three three years ago, yeah. Uh, at Helen Coyote Tour dot com. Thank you so much. All right, Jimmy. Don't flip me off. Don't flip me off. This is a family show. Filthy, filthy musician. Man. Has he been hanging with me too much? I just gave you. I, no, I was giving you a chance to eat your Did sandwich. You eat my sandwich? Well, thanks. It's nice and cold now. <laughs> no, there ain't nothing wrong with cold barbecue. I love cold barbecue. Keep chewing. It's all right. I thought you were going to talk about give a plug for Big Daddy's. Oh, I'll do that in the <laughs> intro. I don't like doing that when the bartender's standing right over here. She's got silverware down there. She might chuck it at my head. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Uh, if Sean was back there, I wouldn't make fun of him either. Because even with his bum leg, I'm pretty sure he could still outrun me. No. Fair enough. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> you get three steps in and have a heart attack. Yeah, it's fine. What I say last week was drinking way too drinking way too much coffee. I knew it was a problem when my heart started sweating. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. All right, so your pick is Once Upon a Time in in Hollywood. Your personal favorite Parasite. And the other front runner that has a better has 
in your opinion, a better can uh, uh, a better chance would be 1917. I would G- I would like to see 1917. G- give me the gist of Those are my two favorite. Because I was very young at that time when 1917 came yeah, around. Well, you know, World War One, <laughs> trench warfare. It's a couple guys that are going on a a journey to try and relay a message from uh, one line to another to try and stop an assault. And time is of the essence. And what makes it uh, incredible, other than the acting and the sets and the story, was that they did a one-shot. I don't know if you ever watched Birdman with Michael Keaton. Birdman was completely one-shot. Well, Scorsese, uh, not Scorsese, uh, Sam Mendes did this film completely with one shot. And Roger Deakins was his cinematographer. Roger Deakins, in my opinion, one of the best cinematographers working today. He did uh, Blade Runner 2049, um, just uh, that's the one he won an Academy Award for, finally after being nominated like 20 times, but just phenomenal, phenomenal cinematographer, and it follows these guys from the start of the film to the finish with no, I mean, there's clearly cuts, but no big cuts that you notice so so the 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 goal of the cinematographer the goal of the director was to make it look like one seamless shot from credit to credit yep and to get that look obviously you're saying you know there there are cuts obviously yeah. with with retakes there's, there's and some here and there but what's interesting is um when they were shooting it i've watched a few behind the scenes on this each scene they shot between 20 and 40 times wow and so this took a while. There is digital used in it in some spots, but you really can't tell much. Um, it's it was just an incredible, incredible achievement. One thing that I found interesting, being a photographer, you might find it interesting too. Um, they purposely had to wait until it was overcast because they were trying to keep the light consistent. They didn't bring any lights, gotcha. nothing. They used all natural light, but they always wanted overcast so that it was consistent across the board. Which makes sense. Now, there was some, and I'm, I can't, I'm trying to rack my brain here. There's a couple of older films. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, from the, from the 40s, late 40s, early 50s. So when you were growing a, a up. Couple, a couple of noir movies where they did that look, where they wanted it to look like a longer shot. Yeah. Uh, Orson Welles did that a couple, in yeah. a couple of his films. So what they would do is pan the camera, like, behind somebody, and then they would insert their cut as the camera went to a head or a wall or something. So they have a spot, but you could kind of tell where that would happen. If if you pay attention in 1917, on my second viewing of it, I could tell where certain cuts did take place like that. Um, There's one scene that you know it's a cut. Uh, The character gets not, one of the characters gets knocked out cold, and it cuts to black, and then it comes back up. That, That for sure was a cut, obviously. Because it also transitions from day to night there, but a, but a, 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 that's a neat concept and a neat and a neat thing to have to really keep you in the story, keep you in the moment. Yeah, I really liked it. It, nice. it was very a very good movie. If, if if you don't really pay attention to any film, even TV stuff, you don't notice the scenes because you're involved in the scene, and when they cut from one person to another in dialogue. It's almost seamless because the story's putting you through. You don't pay it, but if you sit and pay attention and watch for the cuts, what's the average in a film? It's like eight seconds, ten seconds, something like that. Is oh, at it, least they're very short. Yeah. Is what what they, what I was getting at. And 
you know, if you think about it, every once in a while, always cutting. Every always once in a while, cutting. you'll hear something when you're listening to a podcast or reading an article on a filmmaker, and they'll talk about a long tracking shot. It was 90 seconds. And in, I remember when I first heard things like that, I thought, well, eh, 90 seconds, that's not long. That can't be that odd. Then you watch a movie and go, oh, they just cut between two guys three times in a 30-second conversation. Yeah. And you don't notice it because you're listening to the dialogue. You're watching the scene. You're doing, But if you sit and pay attention, there are seconds, you know, five, six, ten, twelve seconds. Well, but it's supposed to fade away like that. That's how you know yeah. the cuts and the editing were good. Yeah. When they don't fade away like that and it takes you out of the story yeah. and out of the scene, then you know the editing was but, real bad. But the, uh, the, the idea of doing those long, seamless... Yeah, the one shots. The one yeah. shots. I was trying to think of what you called it. Yeah, the yeah. one shots. That's a real neat, uh, a, a real neat technique, and it's it's interesting to see. Oh. And the things, the one of the ways they were able to do it with 1917 is because of the camera technology. Nice. The camera technology has just skyrocketed in the past few years, especially for film. Scorsese was known so, for a lot of that stuff yeah. with the with the the overhead, the crane shots through. Yeah. Through the kitchen in, in, in Goodfellas, I remember that was one. Right. Well, Didn't now, they do something like that in Irishman? Like through the... Oh, yeah. Cu- yeah. Like the intro scene, wasn't it? I was listening to a podcast on that. Oh, I'm trying to remember the I intro. I think it's the intro of him at the going to the... Uh, what it was is uh, Terry Gross on Fresh Air was interviewing Scorsese. And they were talking about the comparison. He intentionally shot it that way. The upcoming Henry Hill in Goodfellas, as he was introducing his soon-to-be wife on their date through the uh, the restaurant, bar, nightclub, kitchen area, yeah, yeah, and that yeah, I, that, that was an amazing shot. He did the exact same thing to open Irishman of the showing the coming into the life, going away from the life. And it was the oh, scene, so it was the scene uh, of, in the of the nursing of, home. Of the nursing home, yeah. I see and he it now, did yeah. that intentionally to show, you know, in one aspect, in one film, it was the guy rising up in the lifestyle, and in the other one, it was the waning years of him leaving the lifestyle. Not, not yeah. the same character, obviously. No, but the same feel. The same feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but, he's he's known for that as well. But in in 1917, they used a lot of handheld cameras. Yeah. Uh, not so much handheld, but they were on dollies and cranes, and they developed their own systems to continue the shot where they would follow the actors and then it seamlessly hook the same camera onto <laughs> like a crane that would pull it up and over. It was See, just, it was wild. And the way they were able to do it is because these super advanced yeah. red film cameras and things. They're smaller. They're still big by what you and I, I use. I, I got to use a red last summer. Did at a you? Shoot. Oh, it was pretty man. cool. Oh, man. But I, I don't know if it was a red or what. I think it was yeah, something. Yeah. Something in that vein. But, I mean, just incredible. And yeah. that was the way they were able to do it. Because they had think, six or seven of them. I think that that movie that I haven't seen, but I will comment and give my opinion on it anyway, I think it what would be more impactful if they actually did it, and we, now we live in, in Prescott where there's a, a big uh, community that does reenactments and, and period costumes and things where they're very specific. You cannot wear something of it, you know, it could be an inside button on a vest, but it has to be authentic from the 1800s or something like You know, they, they get real particular on things like that. I think had they made that movie 
only using 1917 technology, it would have been even more impressive. Oh, yeah. I think it would have. Of course, it would help if it's a talkie. So that. <laughs> well, and. No lighting, just flash powder. <laughs> and to talk about that, if you want an interesting <laughs> companion piece to go with it, Peter Jackson, known from the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit series uh, oh, of I films, okay. made a lot of money, did a passion project of his, which was a documentary on World War I called They Will Never Grow Old. And it came out in the theaters very, very limited. I did not get a chance to see it. But it is currently on HBO. And it's 100% from the voices of people that fought in World War I. It's 100% the clips from World War I. And remember, World War I, I mean, electricity was barely created by uh-huh. then, let alone having a camera and a video yeah. camera. I mean, Edison had his going, and that's pretty much what they were using. And he was able to develop, I think it's an hour and... 30 or 40 minutes documentary on They Will Never Grow Old. And it goes along with this film perfectly. Oh, nice. Nice. Okay. Now, what was the contender or not contender? Just film that you've seen of your 130-some that you saw in 2019. What was the biggest shocker to you that you went in not expecting much and were blown away with what, what came out of it? Any, any film. TV, well, old, if, if you're going 2019 or if you're going like in my year, because we're getting ready to do my awards on R- Real Film Nerds, we're slacking. We're actually supposed to do it next week, but Mike is a little bit preoccupied, and so am I, because uh, Valentine's Day is our uh, anniversary, and we always do the Poindexter Awards, which is like our Oscars of favorite movie of the year and things like that. So I'm going to go with... Uh, on my timetable, instead of just 2019, I'm going to go all the way to right now. Okay. And this movie shocked the hell out of me. Was uh, Bad Boys Three? I thought it was going to be pure trash. I was going to see that, but I haven't seen either one or two, and I figured I'd be lost. You maybe would, maybe you wouldn't. But it, <laughs> I had no desire thought, to see that. Movie. I thought it was going to be just pure trash. I had no desire to see it either. Mike and I were just going to go because it's a big franchise. Yeah. And they literally have not done the sequel in almost 20 years. Yeah. So we were like, well, this will be something. There might be a reason for that. And it, <laughs> honestly, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Gotcha. A whole lot better. It was shockingly good. What was one that you were expecting great things for and walked away going, I want my... <laughs> Eleven dollars back, or whatever, oh, oh. or your hour and a half back, or two hours. Oh, jeez, I don't. Oh man, off the top of my head, I'd have to think about that. Uh, there's nothing that sticks out like like Mortal Engines. Like last year, 2018 was Mortal Engines. It was so bad. I was Never so looking it. forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> don't. <laughs> but so no, I, nothing, I, no real nothing. Stinkers. Nothing that just like sticks out. I'm sure. I know I have some. I know I do. I just can't think of any. Uh, uh, what was the funnest movie? Because sometimes movies can be not very good, but you walk away going, hey, that was a lot of fun. What was a good fun movie for you? You're going to hate me. But, you know, I liked Star Wars. I liked Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. It's, Is that uh, the most recent one? Yeah. I had a great nap. Yeah, I know. I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. It, it's not the best Star Wars movie ever. I, but you liked it. I, I I enjoyed it. It was fun. Fair it was enough. a lot of it was and, a lot of that, fan service. And that's what you know. those movies are for. Yeah. that's the original one. Oh, you know what? They're, All right, they're they're meant to be fun. You know one I really 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 probably enjoyed more than Star Wars was uh, uh Avengers Endgame. That movie was 
Still haven't made oh, it through that. Oh, man, that was amazing. Still haven't made it through it. Really liked it. I made it through about 10 minutes the first time I sat down for it, about a half hour the second time, then about 45, and I just can't. I can't. It's not you grabbing me. You can't do me. superheroes, yeah. No, I like superhero movies. I just, I just can't. I don't know. Not, something about that. That I loved it. Yeah. I loved Endgame. I thought one it was my, so one good. One of my favorite ones, and I don't know. I don't know where this ranks on the uh, on the nerd scale. You know, the real film nerd scale type things, or on the hardcore. Because I don't. I don't have that comic book universe tie-in. I never read them as kids, so I don't have that. I don't have that. That root that'll re- that really you know pulls what? you in, kind of like Star Wars. Most I don't have the original. The original Star Wars anchoring me because I didn't see it until I was much older than most kids. Most people that watch and love the Marvel Cinematic Universe didn't read the comic books either. No, but I'm just saying, I don't don't have any... So I I go in not knowing or expecting anything from it. Sometimes I love them, sometimes I don't. Um, The Iron Man, uh, especially one, was one of my favorite movies. I love that movie. It was great. It was exciting. Tony Stark character, uh, Robert John, Downey Jr. Was, John Favreau, man. Yeah, it was a great, best. Um, a great character. Hilarious. I really like him. In the, I like his character in the movies. Um, but one of my favorites, one of my favorites was, uh, and I don't know how it holds up because I haven't seen it in a couple of years, but I saw it several times and enjoyed it, was uh, uh, Captain America, the First Avenger. Or is, it for, is that what it was called? Yeah, the first one. Mm-hmm. I love that. So, and I like it because it had the backstory and it had, you know, it, it was just kind of a neat, it was, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought that was fantastic. No, I think that's a very good film as yeah. well. Of the Captain America films, actually my favorite MCU movie overall is um, Captain America Winter Soldier. I loved yeah. Winter Soldier. It was a good standalone movie on its yeah. own. I don't know. Just didn't grab me. You know what I saw the other night, last night, while I was, I actually put my laptop away because I was getting more involved in the movie than I was in the work I was doing on the computer, was North by Northwest. Nice. <laughs> that was a fantastic, I love that movie. That's probably the 50th time I've seen that movie. This love week? It. Every single time I see it. That's what, no. I haven't seen it in a few years, a couple years at least. Love that movie. Absolutely love it. Love that film. What else? <coughs> <laughs> what else did I watch recently? <coughs> um, watched one of the Thin Man movies. I don't remember which one. Yeah, I don't know if you ever seen those. They're great from the 30s and 40s. But what else? I started watching with Anthony, and now I don't remember what it was. Oh, well, doesn't matter. It was an oldie on TCM, Turner Classic Movies. One of my favorite apps on my tablet. Yeah, I was gonna I, say I would see. I could see you having a subscription to that for sure. Well, I don't, but <laughs> <laughs> somebody does. Somebody does. I, I, I might know that somebody. <laughs> I did get a uh, a recent Disney Plus subscription. Again, not mine, but somebody's. And uh, I will be diving into that soon. I just got it the other day. I haven't even logged in yet. Mandalorian. That's that's what I was gonna say. That, which is the reason it was given to me. It's a it's a, uh, a a company account type thing. So it's like it's got a multi. I don't know how they do that, but yeah. Mandalorian really good. I, I've and heard. I'm what, you know why one. I've heard. That, that several people have told me because knowing not, and this is no secret to anybody that's listening to these podcasts, and definitely not to Henshaw. 
I'm not a Star Wars fan. I enjoy the movies. For the most part, I like them. They're interesting. I love sitting and watching them with my son because he loves them. Um, but I can take them or leave them. They're good stories. They're fun. They're fun to watch. Um, I like Solo a lot, which I know wasn't extremely popular, but I liked it. I well, thought, I thought it was Solo fun. was good. I thought yeah. it was fun, and I liked the character of Han Solo. is probably my favorite. But people tell me, we know you don't like Star Wars. You are going to love Mandalorian. And I want to watch it because uh, it was described to me as a western. Is yeah, it kind of is. It's um, it's the I traditional story. Is it? They well, I don't remember the said. show. There's a there's an older western. I don't remember what it is, but it's very similar to the Mandalorian, where there's a outlaw and a young child, and that's basically. I don't remember what it's called. You might know. Rifleman? Is that what it is? Chuck Connors and his son. So, well, it's not his son, but this is a young kid and this outlaw. And, yeah, it's very, very, very similar to that. I I I love stories, and I love characters, and I don't care if the characters are flawed. I will sit through a junk movie if I get invested in a character, one of the characters. It doesn't even have to be the main character. It doesn't have to be the lead. But what really throws me out of films is when I can't stand the characters. When I, even if it's a villain, even if it's a treacherous person, if they hold my interest, I love them. But a lot of times, or I've, I've, I've sat through movies and turned off a lot of movies where the characters are just either boring or they're so annoying that I know in in real life I wouldn't spend five minutes with this person without slapping them across the face that's when I can't get invested in a movie if I can't and, and quite frankly and we've talked about this before yeah, I would love to know Luke Skywalker yeah oh yeah he's whiny kid, little kid yeah the only saving grace of the first three movies that came out in the 70s and 80s was Han Solo to me I liked his character he was fun to watch but Skywalker was just such a whiny punk of a kid. I couldn't yeah, get. He's in, supposed to be a whiny teenager. I know, but I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't. Couldn't get past that. It was like I don't want to spend. I wouldn't spend. There's some villains that are so horrible. I would love to sit at a bar and watch in real life. I always go, okay, what would this be in really real life? That's somebody I would watch on the news when they got arrested. That's somebody I would watch from across the bar to see what they're going to do. They've got my interest. If I wouldn't spend five minutes with somebody in real life, I don't want to spend 90 minutes watching them on screen. I just Fair can't enough. do it. I Fair can't enough. do but it. But they're characters. They're not real life either. No, no, so. but that's what I'm saying. But I'm still sitting there. I'm going to invest my hour and a half to sit and watch you, watch that person, that character go through something. If I don't care what happens to them in 10 minutes, why would I care what's going to happen to them on the film? That's the thing. Now, having said that, there are great movies with horrible characters, but there's something, somebody else that will keep keep me in it. There's another character, another actor, another storyline that'll keep me. But sometimes, especially TV, you know, I I really wanted to lie, and I'm not gonna say what it is because right, honestly, I don't remember. Something on Hulu. It was a new, uh, a, you know, mid-season show that was. I can't remember what it was now. Anyway. Didn't care about anybody on the show. Sat through three episodes, and I was like, 
can't I can't do it. Can't I can't watch this. I don't want to spend time watching these people because I don't care what's going to happen to them at the end of the day. Well, and you watch a lot more TV than I do. Yeah. I, I watch some sparingly, but probably not as much as you do. But no, I'm still working on those chips. But there is um, a lot of times you do have to have characters that you love to hate. And no, yeah, they're a, annoying, and they're supposed to be that way because no, you're that's supposed thing, to hate them. I don't mind the hating because now I'm invested in them. I want to see them either lose or I want to see them defeated or I want to see what happens to them. Because, I, But there are some that I just don't, don't want to be around. It's like, why would I want to sit and watch this person? It's the same, same thing, you know, flip it back to real life. If there's somebody that's so annoying, I don't care if they lose their job they if they lose their job or get well, run thanks. over by a you're truck you're so kind yeah now i know why we're not friends <laughs> it all but makes sense yeah now. there's full just some that i know okay let's wrap this up because i want to finish my chips so um you got that coleslaw to eat too that's yours i gave it to you so oh i didn't know that so we've done this on some of the podcasts of recent months but we've already done it with you as far as if the questions on what they were gonna you know what they would uh if they were making a movie about you, who would play you? What kind of film it would be? We already did that with you. So I'm going to take any of the movies that you've seen this year, any of the movies that you've seen, you get to be a character in it. Which movie? Is it an existing character, or would you be a new original character added to that movie? So first off, what movie would you like to be in? You know I want to be in Star Wars, so I'm going to leave that out because okay. that's a cop-out because I'll always want to be in that. I'll go with... Um, Gosh, this is a hard one because there's a lot. I want to say Endgame, but that's a big blockbuster kind of thing. And that'd be real easy because I think having being Deadpool popping up in the middle of the uh, Endgame would be just amazing because it's all serious and here Deadpool pops up and cracks a horrible joke. So I'll go with that. And maybe uh, Us. I don't know if you know much about Us. It's a horror movie. Nope. I, I would pop up in Us and just like ruin the whole thing, like spoil the whole thing right from the start. And save everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you should be in 1917. I just want to see you in that World War One outfit with the knickers. Yeah, watch me be. get shot. <laughs> Die in trench warfare. I would want to be, again, Well, you haven't, haven't seen, seen any no, movies, any these, so you can't no, do anything. No, I've seen a bunch of movies, just none that are on this list. But what would I, where would I like to be in a movie? Huh, interesting. I can't remember the name of it now. And since we don't have Mark's Wi-Fi, it was a, it was a, uh, it was a, uh, um, yeah, he'll take another one. It was a uh, G- uh, Jimmy Cagney movie. And I'll, I'll put it in the intro or outro. I don't think that came out this year. No, I said, which ones have you seen this year? And I saw oh. that this year. That's what I said. Because I haven't seen any of the new ones. All right, I'm going with Zombieland 2. <laughs> but it was a, it's a it's a movie that takes place in a bar in San Francisco in the 30s, and it's just about the people that come in and out of the bar. I've got it at home. That's where I watch. I I just can't remember the name of it. I want to say I don't even remember. I'll put it. I'll, I'll I'll find it and put it in the intro or the outro. But it's just about this this bar and Cagney kind of he's he's not a gangster like in a lot of his movies he's just kind of the the guy hanging out in the bar that everybody comes to for advice and he kind of runs his little group of friends 
And uh, the the I remember seeing it as a little kid going, I, I want to hang out in bars because that looked like fun. And then I watched it again, oh, six, seven months ago. But I, I want to be in that because it was a San Francisco bar in the 30s that wasn't the nicest of places. It was a little bar and grill, but a good group of folks hung out there. And I want to be the bartender. That's what I want to be, the guy that would play the bartender. You always want to be in a bar, though. <laughs> like, that's like your thing. Like, <laughs> Even when I'm not drinking. I imagine, yeah, I imagine when you die, your heaven is just going to be you. Sitting at the scuzziest dive bar you've ever been yeah. at? No, that drinking, closed. Drinking a Coke. Yeah. Drinking a Coke. Not a Jack and <laughs> Coke. Just a regular Coke. <laughs> All right, Maddie, Give it again. Wrap it up. You think it's going to be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Joker or uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood will probably win. I would like to see 1917 win. I would really love to see Parasite, but I know that's not happening. So I'm personally pulling for 1917. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. Thanks, Marks, for letting us Real hang out at Marks Beer Garden. Go ahead. Real film nerds Real film nerds everywhere. Internets, YouTubes, social medias, Instagrams, Twitters. And Real film nerds. And Monday mornings on Magic 99 with Lisa in the morning. Lisa live and local. Yeah. That's ah. always fun. She's now the announcer at the Northern Arizona yeah, Suns. That. Yeah. All right, thanks. Thanks for tuning in, folks. This was two twenty-three. We'll be back at you soon with uh, with some funness. Mr. Projectionist, stop the show. Here's great news you ought to know. We've just got a shipment of taste-thrilled treats, all tip-top quality and delicious eats. There are hot dogs and popcorn and candy galore. There's soft drinks and coffee and a whole lot more. So direct your steps to our refreshment stand to enjoy the finest snacks in all the land.